Let's pray. God, we are glad that you are with us. And we pray that your spirit will move among us to open us up, to open our ears and our eyes, our hearts and our minds, so that we might hear a word from you. And God, I pray that the words of my mouth and the thoughts of all of our hearts will be acceptable and pleasing to you, God, for you are our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Our scripture reading this morning is from Psalm 46. My guess is that at least a couple of these verses might sound familiar, but listen as with fresh ears and with an open heart to this, the word of God. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth should change, though the mountains shake in the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam, though the mountains tremble with its tumult. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy habitation of the Most High. God is in the midst of the city, it shall not be moved. God will help it when the morning dawns. The nations are in an uproar. The kingdoms totter. He utters his voice, the earth melts. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Come, behold the works of the Lord. See what desolations he has brought on the earth. He makes wars cease to the ends of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the shields with fire. Be still and know that I am God. I am exalted among the nations. I am exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. One of the things that I value highly in our home is silliness. I know you don't see it a lot here in worship, but at home I try not to take myself too seriously. I try to have fun and to be playful, and one of the ways that that takes shape for me is that I sing. Not real songs, mind you, but songs that I make up. Songs that I make up in order to narrate whatever thing that I happen to be doing. So for instance, in the morning, as we're getting the kids ready for school, it might go something like this. I am making breakfast, it's gonna be good. We will eat a yummy breakfast just like we should. And then verse two, as I serve it, would continue, obviously, is something like, here is your oatmeal, oatmeal is the best. It tastes so delicious after a good night's rest. Now, the songs don't always come out perfectly like that one just did, but while I'm doing this sort of thing, our daughter Sarah starts, uh, starts, started this new thing. She goes, shh, while I'm singing, she'll shh at me. And she's got this big grin on her face when she does it because she doesn't want me to stop. She just wants me to pause because after a beat, she'll say, go. And I'll continue singing whatever silly song I'm singing and then she'll say, shh. And after a beat, Go. It's this fun little game that we've learned to play. Sometimes, though, the silliness gets out of hand in our house, especially if the cousins are over for a visit. A seven-year-old, a six-year-old, and two four-year-old girls can really ramp each other up. And sometimes they'll get running and screaming and singing with such energy that you know they're either going to crash into the walls or run right through them. And so you got to stand there and you got to say, Stop! Everybody 
Take a breath. Deep breath, everybody. Just to bring it down a notch. Psalm 46 invites us to do just that, to pause for a beat, to take a breath, be still, and know that I am God. That's the final invitation that the psalm offers us, be still and know that I am God. Pause for a beat, take a deep breath. I don't know about you, but I am feeling the need for that this week. I think our country is feeling the need for that. I'm writing this on Thursday, so there's not yet a resolution to this week's election. In fact, it's looking like there won't be a final resolution for quite a while. The only thing that's clear is what we already knew. Our nation is deeply divided. And though we don't yet know who will win this election, we know what the result will be. About 50% of our country will be not just disappointed, but distraught. So I wonder, I wonder if now is the moment for God's people to pause for a beat, to take a deep breath. And I'm not suggesting that we pretend like the election doesn't matter. I'm not suggesting that you ignore how you're feeling. I'm not even suggesting that it's all going to be okay in the end. We have to, as individuals and as a state and as a nation, we have to reckon with the fact that we are divided that people on either side of the aisle seem to have vastly different visions for how we ought to walk into the future. We have to reckon with the fact that there is a deep distrust between people who live right next door to each other, uh, that there is a deep division between people who are part of the same family. We have to reckon with the fact that there's a ferocious fight about what counts as truth, justice, and the American way. We have to reckon with all of that. And the only way we'll be able to do it faithfully, the only way we will be able to do it well is if we pause for a beat, take a deep breath so that God can remind us who God is. The psalmist says it in a beautiful way, be still and know that I am God. And the rest of the psalm reveals to us some important things about God, things we need to know not just when life is hard but in every circumstance. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth should change, though the mountains shake in the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam, though the mountains tremble with its tumult. Reading this psalm, you can tell we aren't the first people to wonder if the wheels are going to fall off. 2020 will get you thinking that. But we aren't the first people to wonder if the world as we know it is ending. So hear it again. God is our refuge and strength. A very present help in trouble. Therefore we will not fear. And listen to what comes next. Though the earth should change. And the word though here has the sense of even if. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, even if the earth should change, even if the mountains shake in the heart of the sea, even if its waters roar and foam, even if the mountains tremble with its tumult. I've always been something of a worst-case scenario kind of guy. It's like it's part of my DNA. When I imagine how something is going to go, my first instinct is to imagine 
and to predict all the things that could go wrong. I'm really good at this, by the way. I can start by thinking about a meeting that I have tomorrow, and by the time I'm done thinking about all the things that could go wrong in that one meeting, I'm convinced that soon, soon I will be all alone living under a bridge. And somewhere, somewhere between my head and my heart, I stop thinking about these things and I start to feel not that things could go wrong, but that they will go wrong. And I tell you, this is why I read Psalm 46 all the time, because I need to pause for a beat, take a deep breath, and I need God to remind me that even if Even if it all does go wrong, God is our refuge and our strength, a very present help in time of trouble. This is something of a refrain throughout Psalm 46, that God is with us and is our refuge. God is with us and that with God we are safe. That's what a refuge is, a place of safety. Verse 1, it appears, of course, God is our refuge and strength a very present help. But it's also in verse 7, the Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. And again, the exact same thing in verse 11, the Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. God is with us. With God, we are safe. And I know I'm not the only one who imagines worst case scenarios But a hard truth about the world is that there are people who aren't just imagining them, but who right now today are living through a worst-case scenario. Mom's sick, and it's worse than we thought. Our relationship is broken, and we can't fix it. She's using again, isn't she? I'm sorry, but he didn't make it. The fire burned everything Worst case scenarios happening in the lives of real people today. And there is nothing you can say in the midst of a worst case scenario to make someone feel better, to make it feel okay. And that's why God never says, oh, don't worry, it's going to be okay. No, God never says that. What God says is, I am with you. With me, you are safe. Be still and know that I am God even if. Even if the earth should change, even if the mountains should shake in the heart of the sea, even if the waters roar and foam, even if the mountains tremble, even if, even if he wins the election, even if he wins the election, even if you're afraid that things will get worse, even if you're angry that nothing ever seems to change, Even if you're living through a crisis that puts all politics to shame, even if, especially if, you're worried and worked up about what new trouble tomorrow will bring, friends, today, pause for a beat, take a deep breath, so that God, who is our very present help, can fill you with love and power and grace that will strengthen you for the work that is ahead. So friends, I don't know how you're feeling today or what you're imagining tomorrow will be like, but whether it's better than you thought or worse than you feared, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble, 
Therefore, we will not fear, even if. Let's pray. God, your presence with us is a gift we do not deserve, but one that you freely offer because of your abundant and steadfast love. Lord, protect us both from arrogance and from despair, so that in good times and in bad, we might remember that you are with us, that with you we are safe. In the name of your Son, Jesus, who saves us from our sins. Amen.